Yes, sir, everybody. Welcome to No Ideas Original. We are here joined by Stefan Grant from Noir B&B. Welcome, man. It's a pleasure to have you. What's up, bro? I appreciate the opportunity, man. Thank you, fellas. How y'all doing? Doing well. Thank you for asking, man. You're doing good. How you holding up? Where are you currently at? I'm based in South Florida, man, in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. Okay. okay. How you how you making out with everything with the pandemic? Because Florida is open again, right? Yeah, Florida's open, man. But honestly, um, things have actually been cool. I mean, things have been different, of course, for everybody. Uh, sure. But I gotta give I gotta give our uh, our governor and our local officials props. They they did a very good job handling it. I mean, things didn't get too crazy. I mean, people were able to get their food and supplies and all that. And cases kind of. I mean, I think Florida might have had some of the 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 best results and numbers as far as cases and and spreads and and uh you know like nice. losses and stuff like that have gone you know what i mean so i got to give them props for doing what they're doing and, and florida gets a bad rap because of i mean it's a couple of crazy stories man but we all we all stuck together and wrote this out in a, in a cool way so that was good yeah, but you just nah, put them on the map man that sounds like they was doing good work down there man florida's yeah. a big state man so good yeah, stuff man. exactly exactly definitely so this is a discussion that I'm excited to um to have because you know you 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 present uh, um as a really interesting guest because what you're into is things that I'm extremely interested in one with the travel so you know that's the no Airbnb mm -hmm. aspect and also the entrepreneurial aspect as a you know yeah. a black man having the opportunity to own something so can you start right. off just telling us a little bit how you came up with the concept for no Airbnb. Oh man, essentially, it was actually, it kind of came to me in, in phases. One, I mean, I've always had a passion for travel. Like I'm literally a product of travel. My parents were in the tourism industry back in Jamaica, you know what I mean? So literal product of tourism, man. Um, but yeah, man, like I've always, I've always loved traveling. And of course I'm a black man, black culture is everything to me. I always love being black and, and, and in support of that. So initially how the idea came about was um, I was hosting a music festival, hosting an event during a music festival in Atlanta in 2015. And I mean, I had been using Airbnb for a long time. We used Airbnb in Texas for South by Southwest. We were using it in Atlanta for A3C. So it's something that we just usually did. But this time, actually we kind of experienced uh, discrimination the first time we used Airbnb in Texas, but this time happened in Atlanta. And um, when it happened in Atlanta, like the, the neighbors saw a bunch of black people in the house and thought we were robbing the place, called the police and the whole nine. So it was kind of crazy, man. So I, I kind of, um, and I, like, this is like after Mike Brown and Trayvon and all that type of stuff had already happened, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I used my mind at the time and thought, all right, like, one, when the situation was actually happening, the cops pulled up, had their guns drawn, and the whole nine, it was kind of crazy. But, like, my thing was, I was like, well, one, how do we de-escalate the situation and make this calm and, and do right. everything as copacetic as possible? So I focused on that, and once we kind of got everything calm and cool, um, I asked the cops if it was cool if we take a selfie together. So me, my homie, and these two cops hmm. took a selfie all of us smiling ear to ear. I posted it on my Twitter account and I was like, yo, the Airbnb that we're staying at is so nice. The neighbors thought we were robbing the place and called the cops, posted it on Twitter. And nice. <laughs> it went crazy viral. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, so it was a couple of things. One, I mean, it was a, it was a funny moment. So I just wanted to share that. Right, right. Also, I, I knew that people would, would, would see that and probably and possibly resonate with it, but I didn't think that it would take off the way that it did. So it went viral, crazy across black Twitter and Twitter in general, a bunch of media folks hit us up and we actually ended up being hit up by Airbnb and they offered us like a voucher for a future stay in the whole nine and that's how that's how the conversation kind of began 
But um, when I got back to when I got back from the festival, I had a bunch of my homies and people who I'd never even heard of around the world hit me up, and they were like, "Man, what happened to you on Airbnb is crazy." But that also happened to me, and they were just giving me just different instances and experiences of racism. Yeah, exactly that they faced, right? So the idea came to me, and one being a natural entrepreneur, but also a problem solver. And being somebody who cares about black culture, I was like, man, how do we solve this problem for black people, for the black community, not just African-Americans, but black people around the globe who want to travel and, and just sure. live life and not have to worry about that. So the idea came to me and being black and noir means black and French, it just it just had a good ring to it. It was like noir B&B, it just made sense because yeah, yeah. initially initially the idea was to have noir B&B kind of be essentially a community within Airbnb, like similar to how you got VH1 and then you got VH1 Soul that that focuses on the black community. I was like, well, why not why not create something for your black community that's on your platform already to, to want to build their own community within your community and, and whether it be sharing travel tips, just communicating, building, sharing that bond and opening their spaces up, like that provides an option for one, black property owners to make more money, but also for black travelers to feel safe and, and, and just have that more authentic connection so initially that when the idea came to me we, like i put together kind of a, a pitch deck for it and reached out mm. to the contact that i had in airbnb and they were feeling the idea so they flew us out there to the headquarters in the whole nine and and we gave exactly. them the pitch yeah so it, it was cool like i mean like they showed love but what we realized is that one they could they could not have one black customer and it wouldn't really affect their bottom line like that right mm. so I mean, granted, it would, but I think that what we found out was that they've known about this problem on their platform for years before our thing even blew up like that. So essentially, that thing was kind of like they didn't even want to address it because they didn't really need to address it, right? So that was, that was kind of what was going on. But essentially, my idea and what I realized was that one, they didn't really need to solve the problem and that they, they probably wouldn't be that adamant about it. So we were in negotiation for like six months about making it happen and actually joining up, joining forces and whatever. And it just never panned out until eventually like another, excuse me, another racist scenario popped up and we reached out back to them. We're like, hey guys, like, well, let me backtrack a bit. While we, while we were even negotiating with them and telling them the viability of our, of our idea, Right. Harvard came out came out with this study and they were like, yeah, black folks actually do face a lot of discrimination on your platform and black hosts tend to make like 60% less than white mm -hmm. hosts do. Like, you're right. kind of crazy data. So we were like, all right, we, we came up with the idea, but here's Harvard, an Ivy League institution, institution. telling you the same thing we're telling you. That's and right. they were kind of like, yeah, we're going to make a statement and just like, just kind of like a PR type thing. And then after that, a couple months later, another situation popped up and it was like, and the hashtag took off, it was Airbnb while black. And, right. and we, we followed back up and we were like, hey, like, look, we told you about this. And here's here's another situation telling you like, like, look, what happened to us isn't an isolated case. It will happen in bigger ways. So this is what's going on. And they were still kind of just very passive about it until eventually I was like, man, look, I've never built a tech company, I guess in my life. I don't know anything about even doing this, but I know that we got a problem to solve a community that needs a solution. So I was like, man, like, look, let's jump out there make an announcement and let's see what happens man and our goal was like look this is a friday we're gonna make that we're gonna make the announcement if we have 100 email signups by the time monday comes around and we got something to kind of build upon and we had like 14,000 email signups by the time monday came around man so we had wow. like yeah like, like, we essentially had to build a machine to facilitate that demand man so that's how the whole thing came together that's what's yeah. up man that's crazy but listen man 
kudos to you for having the courage to even step out and do something like that, man. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that, man. One of the things I, one of the things I want to know, because I'm pretty green. You guys aren't know about this Airbnb. I don't know nothing about this. <laughs> so how does it work? So, I mean, the way that it works essentially is that if somebody has a, a, a full property, whether it be apartment, condo, their entire house, even if it's just an extra room, like, and you wanna, if you wanna open that up and make some more money from it, you can list that property on Airbnb, like take a couple of pictures, put it on mm-hmm. Airbnb, and like price it for the night, set your availability, and right. people can people can book your spot. So like, like I mean, whatever room you got, whatever extra property you got, that can be another revenue stream, man. So that's kind of how it came about. Well, yeah. how, how, how is the availability? Is the availability versus like hotel availability? Do you have to run into, do you run into uh, any discrepancies with, with how I mean, you... I mean, it, it kind of depends. I mean, so if you, if you, if it's a spot that you don't live in like a vacation house and you're not going to be there for most of the year, then it's available for as long as you want it to be. But if you, if you and the family want to go stay there, sorry. so say for instance, is there, is, there, is there, is there a minimum or maximum time? Not really. I mean, you can set it for like a week. You can set it for however long you want. So, for instance, okay. you guys, you guys probably stay up north. If you guys got a vacation condo or something in Miami, you're not going to be there for most for most of the weeks out of the year. Right. You can leave it open, rent it, make some money. But if you want the family want to come down for Memorial Day weekend, you want to hang out for a week, you can take you can turn that availability off for that week for however many days or however long you want, and then come back, come down to Miami, right, right. Enjoy, enjoy your weekend vibe, and then and then when you leave, just have it cleaned, and then go back up top and you can rent it out again and start making some money from it. So Yeah. It's yeah, it's man. a it's a really, really, really good business model. You know, like like you're saying, like if you have vacation property or property you don't use, rather than you having to pay whatever the utilities and a mortgage on it if you don't own it outright, you have mm-hmm. the people that's the guests coming and they're actually yep. paying the, for for those um those more the mortgage utilities or whatever it may be. Let me ask you this, right. what would you say sets nor B and B aside from Airbnb? <clears throat> Well, I mean, a couple of different things, man. So one, we're definitely primarily focused on uh, the black community, black travelers and providing a safe experience for them in that way. But even beyond all that, I mean, people can come to the site and book a property. If they can find one in their, in their location and book it and do what they do. But on top of that, we also have a concierge service. So we essentially will find properties for you, find activities for you, even work on the ground transportation and kind of like package the nice. whole trip and, ma- and manage the whole trip for you. So we do that as well. On top of that, because I mean, we are we are a culturally focused organization. We also promote black businesses. So if you got a black business and organization and event, we can share that for you, promote that for you. And we kind of and we have a base that's built around that as well. Essentially, man, it's kind of kind of creating a an end to end three sixty travel experience. And I guess that's really our goal. Even actually, Airbnb actually used one of the ideas that I gave them in our pitch meeting. They got a program now called Airbnb Experiences, and and that's something that I actually pitched to them when I met with them. But I mean. It's all good. I, I didn't have any NDAs or anything like that prepared. You know what I mean? But either way, <laughs> you live and you learn. You know what I mean? But yeah, they man. got they got their hands and everything. They take everything, man. Yeah, that, the game, that con- the game that is the con- game. Yeah, that concierge service that like that really is crucial, you know. And it sets you aside from Airbnb. Like I've had the experience. I've used Airbnb before, mm-hmm. and um, I was sharing with Rob. I actually like the Airbnb mm-hmm. experience over a hotel. You know, I have a family mm-hmm. of five, so when we go to a hotel, we have to purchase multiple rooms for people to stay in. You know, yeah. my children are a little bit older and they don't want to stay together. The cost that I pay for Airbnb versus what I pay for a hotel room is significantly less. You know, I went to D.C. a couple of years ago to go to the museum and I think I pay I probably paid about like five hundred dollars or something like that. But mm-hmm. all five of us were able to stay together. Um, yeah. 
you know, whereas I've gone to DC before and I've stayed in um, hotels like not too far from the White House and paid like 300 a night type type stuff, you know, in a small cramped room. Um, what I noticed about you guys that was interesting is like I looked at like the fee breakdown and mm -hmm. I think I didn't see for you guys, you, 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 you have, you don't have a cleaning fee or you don't have a service fee associated with it. One so, of it so it, it depends, right? So for, for the host, if they, if they have a cleaning and like we kind of, we kind of give them a lot of power as well. Right. So, I mean, if they do have a cleaning fee or a service fee, or they have, some of them have like safety deposits, I mean, like one to protect their assets and all that. We like, we provide that as an option, but I mean, a lot of people don't even use it because I mean, some of them won't already have their systems in place, whether it be for cleaning and whatever else, or they might have that price baked into it. And a lot of hosts actually just clean it themselves too. You know what I mean? So there's a couple of different pricing options that we, that we provide for our hosts. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned the word host too, pardon me, uh, Shannon, is that um, host and guest. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Because I was reading like, you know, there, there's three percent, the host gets three percent and then the guest is six to 12 percent. Like, how does those numbers work when you're when you're? Well, essentially, I mean, on a base level, we get we take 10 percent of the transaction. Right. So. Mm -hmm. So when uh, when a guest books a property and just books it on their own, it's like it's a seven percent service like service fee on that end. And for the host, it's just a three percent fee because we're essentially creating a platform that markets their property and we're opening them up to our to our traveler base. So just right. a, like three so three percent from the host, seven percent right. from the guest. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, nice it's though that it's really really nice that you merge together the whole travel experience <clears throat> with the right. Airbnb experience. Um, how do you determine, tourism. like what's 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 the what's the criteria? to be a host like do you have to go out and actually vet the property and look at the property yourself and say okay this this qualifies as being host worthy how do you how do you do that so some of the, some of the times we actually do do that as i guess it's a bit of quality assurance for ourselves and for our, our our travelers as well but i mean essentially the good thing about us being the kind of business that we are is that we're we're trailblazing in a unique way as far as our business model to focus on our community but there are a bunch of companies and organizations and platforms that have been there kind of before we have. So what a lot of folks will do is like they'll already be listed on Airbnb or Verbo or Homeway or other platforms like that. And we'll essentially be like, man, well, look, we can we'll, like we'll even create their listing for them and they can just log in and update whatever they need to update. But essentially, like a lot of other platforms helps us helps kind of verify that these are legit properties. And, and we, we also do a bit of our own back end verification and, and ID testing and stuff for customers to, to make sure that these are legitimate properties, too. Yeah, yeah, that makes That's sense. That makes sense. You guys have the um, I saw, and I think Miami. What is it? Mm -hmm. The uh, Cooper Door, twenty-two guests. So yeah, is it like door. like mm -hmm. Copper Door? Is it like like huge um, <coughs> hotels, a huge bed and breakfast? Are they getting in on this also? And oh yeah, like most definitely, door? most nice. definitely. So so the Copper Door in particular, and the reason why we like them, one, they're a black-owned, like fully black-owned uh, B and B down here in Miami. So, I mean, that's always a great look for us. But so some of them are full on bed and breakfast with 22 rooms. Some of them are like black owned hotels. Some of them are just like your yeah. auntie and uncle who got an extra room or an extra property and want to rent it out. So, I mean, it kind of runs the gamut, man, across the spectrum. Nice. That's dope, man. Airbnb. I need to get my Airbnb game up now. So I need to start traveling. <laughs> see what this is all about, man. You, you got to get your noir BNB game you know, up. Yeah, guy. right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Good stuff, man. So, what, 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 yes, what do you see? What do you see for the future of noir BNB? Where, where you think, where you think's going? Man, honestly, man, like the, the the primary 
thing for us is just making sure that we can that we can provide and facilitate all the booking requests we have coming in, properly service our customer base and our user base. But in a lot of ways, we're already kind of growing, man. So we're in the process of developing the mobile app, working on that as well, right. continuing to build out the concierge service. We, we definitely like we essentially want to make it so if you want to book your entire travel experience yourself, whether it be booking your accommodations or your flights, your ground transportation, like we want to provide that right. as well. But on top of that too, like fully building out the concierge service where we can literally provide that a top notch luxury experience and like hands off, you don't even have to worry about it. Just do your right. thing, enjoy your trip. And that's the whole thing, man. But we want to do that. We want to partner with different countries and their tourism boards and, and, and really like create a seamless and, and experience and, and help people not only enjoy different cultures, but also if you're gonna if you're gonna go visit a country, how can you, how can your dollars benefit not just that host in that country, but how can it benefit the overall economy of these countries around the world as well too? And of course, particularly black countries, whether it be Caribbean, African, even African, even yeah. even primarily black cities, black areas around New York, Jersey, Philly, DC, wherever, I mean, Oakland, LA, so places like that. So like, like we wanna make sure that, that our platform and the revenue that, that our platform generates can really help benefit the communities that we're a part of. So we wanna focus on that. But also too, I mean, hey, if you wanna book a private jet, on Nord, maybe like we want to have that available for you. If you if you're if you're in a rush and you took a last minute business trip, like we want to be able to, to have you like you could book a quick seat in the barber chair, get your lineup. You know what I mean? Like yeah, man. So right. like a full overall just a valuable user experience, man. I mean, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. But yeah. Yeah, man. You know you know what? I appreciate you saying like you, you think about like the tourism dollar. A lot of people don't realize like you know think about what we what we're experiencing right now. There are so many countries that are, are severely impacted because they rely on that tourism dollar, and people haven't had the opportunity to um to travel. You know what yeah. I like about the no Airbnb model that I really appreciate is that it's a win-win for all parties, right? As the host, you have Precisely. an opportunity to make a couple of dollars. I think even as a guest, with me having been a guest through Airbnb before, but now it's gonna be through no Airbnb. Um, it's something different staying in a, um, a bed and breakfast versus staying in a hotel. Like that experience, it feels much more homely. It, it, yeah. You feel like you, you really, like you're really involved and in, 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 ingrained in whatever the culture, whatever the area is, rather yeah, than yeah. going into a hotel. And like, I've had the opportunity and, you know, to stay in like five star hotels and various different countries but despite the fact that staying in all these different hotels the what resonates to me most a lot of times is actually like airbnbs that i've used so mm -hmm. much to the fact that um they all shared this with rob like you know at one point i was planning a trip down to miami with a bunch of our friends and we were looking at the cost of it and instead of going to a hotel we was like yo we could probably put our money together you could get a mansion for, right. the amount that you, that, for the amount that you're gonna pay right right, right. Like, oh and 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 just to use that to kind of segue like Another um, avenue or what I'm seeing now a lot that comes up with the bed and breakfast model is that entertainment, the entertainment industry has really embraced it. So you see like a lot of yep. reality TV shows are now filming and bed and breakfast. Um, you know, when you see music videos or photo shoots and things like that, have, have you guys been able to tap into that market yet? Definitely. So to be honest with you, um, because I, like really before I even got into the no Airbnb space or the, the short-term rental space, I was actually in entertainment. So I was hosting, I mean, I was, I was rapping on the record label and different stuff like that. And one of my ideas initially, when I, when I even went to Airbnb was seeing how we can connect with people who may own properties that have like studios built in them or just different stuff like that, where we could actually add that value. But I mean, yeah, we've had, we've had tons of folks reach out to us as far as wanting to shoot content or 
or use different spaces and stuff like that. And, and, and the main thing for us is just, one, we want to make sure that the property owner is okay with that and their space is cool with that. But yeah, we've gotten tons of requests for that, man. Definitely. Nice, nice. How does the how does the insurance piece work? Like, is the the host are they responsible for insurance, or you guys as the the um the overall company? Do you have to have some mm -hmm. level of insurance as well um, for them? So that's I mean, that, that's actually something that we're actually building out right now as far as the whole insurance part of it. But that's also why we like to factor in things like a damage deposit or whatever else, and and be really hands on with as far as not just who the property owners are, but also who the guests are as well too, because both sides kind of represent not only themselves but they represent the company overall as well too man so just even like like companies like airbnb like they got huge multi-million dollar insurance properties I mean, policies and all that and we don't have that just yet but that's something that we're going to be planning on building out as the company grows and scales yeah now, I, I happen to just kind of just surf the net a little bit and see what it is to sign up for like an airbnb and it looks very similar to like travago or expedia which listen everything is it, how, how, how easy is it to, to, to use it and get on it and just kind of just set your trip together, I guess? It's super simple, man. So honestly, you just go to noirbnb.com. Like, you don't even need to have an account to search for properties on there, but even creating an account is super simple. Just, you can sign in either with, you can sign in with Google, with uh, Facebook, with Facebook Any account. Or, yeah, or your, or your regular email address, sign up. And once you sign up, I mean, it's pretty like a three to five minute uh, process, put your information in there. Right. Like name, information, location, and like some ID verification, and it's pretty much done, man. And like to be honest, us, like we spent a lot of time refining the user experience process. I mean, like, like we want to make sure that, it, that it's smooth and seamless, and that people want to sign That's up, right. and, and it's an easy process for them. So, right, yeah. they don't miss out on nothing. Get all the concierge. Get I want water in my limo. I want it all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Precisely. That's for sure. for um, do you guys? And I did go on the website and I had the opportunity to look around on on the website, and I noticed that you know you guys have a lot of locations like in um, you know, country like other countries, yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah. How'd you how'd you come about putting that together? Man, to be honest, man, it's just like it's been a lot of word of mouth, and I got to be super thankful, man, because the community has showed a lot of love. They've probably been our best marketing, our best word of mouth marketing, because like they promote the company, spread the word. I mean, like like our marketing team, we do a lot of great work as well as far as put like social media stuff and different content that we put out there, man. But it's just been the community at large just giving us a lot of love, and uh, so and really our goal really is to increase our inventory of properties massively, and of course, I mean around the world, right. like we got like we got ten target cities. In the country that we want to make sure we increase inventory on, but I mean, we want to get more properties in Ghana, Nigeria, and Paris, like all all over the place, man. So the goal, the you goal say, is always to increase my inventory. Mm -hmm. When you say inventory, I mean to cut you off. When you say inventory, you mean housing, you mean homes, you mean yeah, property, property accommodations. Yep. I mean, but I mean accommodations and properties. So definitely want to do that. But also, I mean, hey, man, more more experience. So if you got folks who live in Brooklyn, wherever DC, who do something cool, like whether they be painting or their chefs right. or whatever they're doing like like we want to get them on the platform to showcase what they're doing as well so. yeah yes. well, i'm gonna have to hit you up because i'm trying to go to ghana next year so man yeah. look that's the plan have to be my accommodations i need that five-star experience brother i need that. <laughs> we I need got that, you man. for sure we got <coughs> you. how how has the um the current pandemic affected you guys business model i would imagine that business has to have taken like a a little hit as a result of this. Yeah, it's, it's definitely slowed down a bit, man. But I mean, the main thing for us primarily is making sure that people are safe, man. You know what I mean? So like, like, like we want people to be able to be safe and feel comfortable while they're traveling. And right. and on top of that, it's actually been a good thing because it's, it's given us an opportunity to not just be with our families more, but also 
kind of think about ways that we can improve the business, how we can strategize and kind of get to that next level and also provide even better and higher level service for our customers, man. So then there is that. But on top of that too, like we've been just sitting back and working on a lot of tech things and product development on the back end as well too, man. So like like the, there's been a silver lining among the, the, the dark cloud and all that, man. So yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, like when you have these opportunities to pause and kind of reflect and think about, you know, right. this, 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 this has created a level of creativity for people that probably if things would have kept going as they were, people may have not had the time to tap into. So this exactly. is a good time to kind of refine the process and, and look at how you do things differently. Let me ask you this. Um, in terms of, I guess, like the, the addition of um, like people actually signing up and getting on the platform, one of the things mm -hmm. I noticed, and it may have been specific to like the Airbnbs that I've used, do you mm -hmm. guys, you, um, you require a picture of the guest that's actually going to be staying in the home? I mean, that definitely helps with the process. We don't necessarily require it, but I mean, that would also help with the verification and them and then being able to book properties and all that. Because of course, people want to see who we're dealing with. And a big thing for us too is like, like our goal is to build a, build a community and build an organic community, you know what I mean? So yeah, feel mm -hmm. free to, and, and one of the big things with Airbnb was that like folks would actually, when they tried to book places, they would actually have to hide what they look like and hide their faces. And we, and we didn't even have to create that kind of environment on our platform, so yeah. yeah. Because the Airbnbs I've stayed in, people, they, they you upload a picture of your family. They want to see who's staying there. You got to. I hate to see know. something. You look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <coughs> have, you had any, have, have you had any situations where, you know, maybe somebody did like rent a property or use a property and they, they, they misused the property? And how did you kind of mitigate oh, that man. in those circumstances? No, luckily, we've actually been blessed. Like, I mean, I think I think that. The good thing about it is that like we, we've attracted a lot of great folks into the company, but part of me almost feels like when people book with Noir, maybe they're kind of like, man, look, let's just, let's make the homies look good. <laughs> let's make everybody right, look right. good and, and just try to be on their best behavior, man. But we had, luckily we haven't had any issues, man. It's been cool. Nice. That's for That's sure, man. Yeah, knock, knock on wood, you know what I mean? But yeah, things have been cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't, no, no, I don't want to put that in the ethos. I don't <laughs> Let, um, yeah, look, another thing that, like I said, you know, when we start off this conversation, I was saying to you, like, I always appreciate like the entrepreneurial spirit, you know, like, mm -hmm. when, are we, when are we talking about possibly having an initial public offering and taking this thing public? Man, honestly, I, I definitely thought about that. And that was a big thought in my mind, especially at the beginning of the company, especially, I mean, like when you get into the, to the tech space and you're building companies like that, like that's always a big part of the conversation, especially when you're trying to raise money for investors and different stuff like that. But to be honest, man, like Airbnb, I mean, Airbnb, Noirbnb is my baby, it's my company. And I think that a big thing for me is just making sure that we can just build a business that is focused on serving the customers and, all, and, 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 and not even necessarily worrying about, I mean, granted, I mean, going public and the IPO and all that is a, it's a great look and it feels good, man. But at the same time, you almost, can lose track of the vision and 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 sometimes I mean investors want the business to succeed, but sometimes they don't understand the original vision and the ethos of the business and and and, and even even some of your best and favorite companies, like when they go public and get that money, like they end up losing the essence of what they were. And I don't want Norbian to ever lose the essence of what it is, man. So I want to make sure that, that we can continue our focus. And of course, I mean, always doing better year over year revenue wise and user base and, nice. and stuff like that. But I mean, the, the, the primary thing for me is to make sure that we can be a sustainable and successful business and continue to grow and just and just focus on that. I mean, if, if we do get the opportunity, maybe later on, might consider it. But that's, that's like the furthest thing from my mind right now, man. 
Nice. Yeah, there, there's that there's that shift, right? When you when you doing it on your own and it's your baby, you know what? You be mm -hmm. held to to your vision, your mission, your idea. But once yeah. you go public, then it's about all right. I gotta think about what I do to make the the shareholders happy. You're absolutely correct. A lot of times the shareholders they don't understand the business, so they understand the business model. Exactly. Only thing they looking at the, <laughs> the bottom, bottom line. line. <laughs> the revenue. Yep. Yep. Precisely. Precisely. And I mean, and, and I, I respect all that. All that's well and good, but sometimes. They don't understand the one. I mean, a lot of them aren't work on in the on in the inner workings and seeing what the, what makes it benefit right. every day and what really continues it. And they also don't know a lot of the time what our customers are even what some of their needs are, what their desires are, requests are. Man, so it's right. like us being in, us being in the trenches helps us just really focus and provide that overall better experience. Man. That's yep. right, man. And you should always shoot for customer satisfaction, man. Once you got a yep. satisfied customer, they'll come back. They'll tell somebody. They'll spread the word. And that's really how business moves back and forth. But back exactly. to the international domestic thing. Do you ever find an issue when it comes to lodging certain people from an international versus domestic uh, request, I guess? Um, not really. I mean, I think people kind of have similar requests when it comes to wherever they're staying, whether it be domestically or internationally. So, I mean, that's been, that hasn't really been an issue. It's just a, a lot of the time it can be sometimes like a, like a language barrier between Right. Um, our team and hosts and stuff like that, but I, honestly, it hasn't been that big of a thing. Yeah, because yeah. everybody at the end of the, the, end of the day, everybody speaks the same language, right? Like, yeah, we gotta yeah, make sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> precisely. Yeah, it makes it, it makes sense. <coughs> yeah, it it yeah. definitely makes sense. You know, you you look. That's when you know when I heard about. It, I'm like, man, like this is really, really something that's on. Like, look, you you definitely have my support. The next time I go to. You know, I'm traveling. I'm like, yo, Airbnb. Yeah, let me let me think first. Let me go. No Airbnb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I appreciate that, man. Thank man. you, brothers. That means do a lot, you, man. Thank you. Do you have you guys have um, other hosts that are not necessarily listed on the website? Yeah. So so one we we got we got more hosts and like kind of like a big network of property owners that whether it be like they got their own platforms or, or and, and sometimes like well, like what is market for people as well too. And on top of that, like a lot of the time, what we do as well. For um, for properties that may not be listed on the site or for other locations, like we'll just have our concierge team reach out to them and kind of and kind of manage on the back end for our customers as well. Nice. Who sets the rate? You guys determine the rate, or the host sets the rate? And have you ever found yourself in a position where a host sets like some enormous rate, and you're like, look, that's not even that's out of market value. <laughs> it's not even realistic. <laughs> I mean, the good thing about it is we we haven't really had to had an issue with that because the beauty about the beauty about capitalism and the free market. Is that I mean, hey, if you're if you're pricing out your customer base, they're just not gonna shop with you. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like they're like they're not gonna spend that money there. So people have to be very smart about how they price it. But we don't set the pricing at all. All the hosts set their pricing, and they actually um, set the pricing based on different events, right? So if it's the middle of winter, then some folks might adjust their pricing. But I mean, hey, like if it's summertime and it's about to be some like could be the Puerto Rican flag day or whatever the festivals that's happening, Caravan or whatever's going on, like right, folks right. gonna wanna up their pricing a bit, you know what I mean? So so we allowed an opportunity to kind of set their pricing based on what may be happening in their area, in their region, but they updated their property, however however it goes, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, def it def definitely makes me like, I, I, you know, cause my wife and I, we looking at possibly purchasing another home down okay. south. And I was saying, I was like, um, maybe we need to find something that's like nice, because we, we we looking at Georgia, so we like maybe we need to find something like in an area in Atlanta that has some attraction or some appeal to it. So when we're not there, we get you know we could host it. We could be a host. Yeah, we could be a host. Yeah, sure. yeah. So 
I mean, it's it's again like a phenomenal idea. I mean, I'm just shifting gears because I know you do real estate. Also, I wanted to ask mm -hmm. you a couple of real estate related questions. When this yeah, is sure. all set, all said and done, you know, and and people come out of this, do you think there's going to be a seller or a buyer's market? I think it's I think it's been even before this. I think it was slowly shifting into a buyer's market anyway. But to be honest, man, like things are things are surprisingly holding well. I mean, as far as like real estate prices down here in Florida, like the prices have really haven't been that crazy. And, and we're actually we're actually selling a lot of homes even this year compared to last year as well, too, man. So I, th I think that prices will hold firm for a bit. And on top of that, too, I think that one, based on just how it's hit the economy, a lot of people are out of work right now. So a lot of folks might not even be in a position to to buy. You know what I mean? And, so, and right. I think that I think that that could affect both the buyer side and the seller side, man. But I think that for right now, things have been holding kind of steady. So. We'll have to see, but I think that I think that even before this, things were kind of shifting into a, a buyer's market anyway. Yeah. What do you attribute that to? You mean like overall, like why yeah. shifting? Yeah. Man, look, it's the. I mean, you, I know I'm sure you guys are very well versed in finance and all that and, and markets. It's just the nature of the market, man. Things were always going up and down, shifting from left to right, man. So yeah, yeah. They, they fluctuate precisely, man. So so like, on average, <clears throat> I think that uh, that markets tend to sustain for about eight years or so before they shift. And, and and recently, like over the past few years, like like we've actually, people have been calling for a recession and a switch for a, for a long time, but the economy was, before the whole virus got off, the economy was booming and the best it had ever been. But of course, I mean, whether it be stuff like this or whatever happens, man, like markets always shift and it's, it's a fluctuation, man. So it, 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 it's part of the game. It's all part of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at like like from a bias perspective. I'm like, man, like maybe the, the government may have all kind of programs available and everything to encourage people to buy now, knowing that yeah. you know it's coming yeah. out of this. But like like you said, like there's always going to be a fluctuation, and I would I would yeah. imagine that there's probably like huge inventory based on people. You know, like there are some people who haven't gotten paid while all this was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, yeah, a lot a lot of a, a lot of people who own properties definitely took a major hit because a lot of folks like i said are out of work probably can't pay their rent and those mortgages didn't really get halted or paused you know what i mean so like right. so things are all bills are always coming expenses are always coming and even beyond all that uh commercial real estate has taken a major hit and will probably never be the same again because i mean a lot of your big companies are shifting to remote work and realize that they don't even really need that office space like that i mean it's kind right. of an unnecessary expense man even and some of your big giant retailers are closing down and stuff like that as well too man so Commercial real estate has taken a very big hit as far as the market goes, man. But I, th but I think that residential is probably gonna is gonna hold its value, and apartments and and so rentals are definitely gonna be on the rise as well too. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, like I said, like I said, this pandemic has created all types of creativity shifted, for man. people. Yeah, like once upon <laughs> a time, we we thought you needed to sit in the office and mm -hmm. be behind a desk to do your work. But now people are realizing, like, wait a minute, people can be just as effective, if not even more effective, from more home. Effective and home. I don't have the overhead of right. having all this property that I got to pay for. You know? Exactly. So, Precisely. Well, even if you look at, like, the shift, like, in terms of when you look at where, I guess, like, online sales are versus people actually going into store. Like, online sales are, are booming. I think even before this, online sales was taking off. And yeah. you see, like, a whole bunch of different business owners now. Their model is, like, I don't have a physical location all my all my stuff is available in online warehouse. and it's yeah, it. shipped ship right from the warehouse that's it yep i mean man look i mean well one for me me personally besides just uh noir being being my real estate stuff i actually have like a graphic design and a marketing business and also like we have like a clothing line as well and we've never had any brick and mortar locations like even for a lot of my merchandise some of that stuff like i'll design it but 
when it when it gets printed and shipped out, I've literally never even touched it because like you can build an entire business just off of setting the right things in place online. And I mean, Amazon yeah. went crazy. I don't even know how much their their market value ballooned or took off. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, but like Bezos is about to be the first trillionaire because yeah. during the pandemic, I mean, Everybody. Amazon was. Well, Everybody was at Amazon. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. that's crazy. Oh, that's real. Man. We need Noah on it's shipping dope. next. Yes, I know. Is that Noah Shipping? Noah Shipping. Hey, man. Look, trust me. I done thought about it. I, I thought about <laughs> Put it. Put it out there. So long as you think about it, it can come true, baby. Yeah, for real, man. Oh, Most man. definitely. So, share your, share your website. Share your social media. If people want to get in contact with you, if people want to book a Noah Airbnb, you know, how do we go about doing that? Man, look, first and foremost, if you want to book a Noir BNB, you go to noirbnb.com. We are always accepting new hosts. We love new property owners and like come list your property. Wherever you're looking to travel, come rock with us. We love to support you. Even if you get on the site and search and there's no property in your location, we can reach out to our partners, put our concierge team on that, find it for you. And on top of that, if the concierge person books it for you because you couldn't find it, your 7% booking fee or service fee is cut in half, 3.5% because we want to provide that value and assist as well. If you're in South Florida, thinking about moving to Florida, know somebody in Florida, I'm always helping people sell real estate, whether you buy, buying, selling, renting, investing, I'm always available to help. And yeah, man, you, you need some help with marketing, branding, design, trying to design a mobile app, your website. I got a company that does that too. I'm Jamaican, so I got mad jobs. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, no I, I see that Bob Marley in the back. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. All work, man. All day. All day, you know what I mean? So, if you want to follow us on socials, it's at N O I R B N B. So, that, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, same thing. Come rock with us. If you want to follow me, on my my Twitter social media names is Steph is dope. That's S T E F I S D O P E, and the dope stands for driven on positive energy. That's what I'm about. And um, lastly, if you want to invest in real estate and thinking about investing in real estate, I released my first book recently called The Beginner's Guide to Investing in Real Estate or to Real Estate Investing. So rock with me. I'm working all day every day. Nice, Keep man. working, bro. Nice. I appreciate you, man. I'm feeling your yeah, energy man. and everything. We love that, man. <laughs> Thank you. Right, appreciate good stuff. Appreciate good it. stuff, man. Thank you. Yes, sir.